Good evening. Welcome to the 12th Dimension and Scottish Paranormal Podcast with me and Chris. Good evening. Good morning. Yeah. Good afternoon. Evening, Andy. Evening, everybody. Evening, Chris. Oh, so this is the final input of Secrets of... No. Oh. You watched an American show on the fly. <laughs> the Cortis can walk a ranch. <laughs> I got where we was going. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, you've, yeah, been jet, you've, been, you've been jetting off to America and watching it over there. Just living it. Just sat there on the ranch <laughs> with my feet up, watching everything kicking off. <laughs> I wish. Oh, imagine that. It would be good. Oh, sorry, I've got a bit of sniffles as well. So, so there's no much stories cutting about apart from um, a large steel or a large metal ball that, that washed up on a Japanese beach. Yeah. <laughs> was that not like China's like, first spy balloon like, that went wrong? It just looks like a big boy or something. Not, I don't know about the big who has about it. because <laughs> yeah, it's not even, what is it? It's about eight foot in diameter or something. Yeah, it's, it's got like a, it's also got like a, it's got like a, a clasp on the side of it, so it must take a chain or something. It's of a boat or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an old World War II um, a mine. sea mine or anything where all the spikes come off it. Possibly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know. Oh, right, so yeah. back into Skinwalker Ranch, season three. We better find a review of that. Um, yeah. So going on the past ones, they managed to triangulate our energy... Um, RF reading that kept coming from uh, about a mile above the ranch, roughly. That's yes. what they're saying. I think that it came to the end. They said it was anywhere between about two and a half thousand to three thousand feet or something. Oh no, sorry, yeah. no lie. It's about two thousand to five thousand feet anywhere between that mark. They said there was like anomaly, some type of anomaly spirit out um, <laughs> <laughs> above the ranch at the triangle area. Yeah. So when they were kind of starting off, they reviewed a wee bit of the 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 last kind of thing they were doing with the helicopter and they found that there was something flying under the helicopter. Yes. So they, they got footage of um, something flying under the helicopter, really fleeting quite fast back and it forth. It's going, yeah, I was going to say, it's going back and forth, wasn't it? But there's only getting, like, the odd, um, like, frame of it. It wasn't like, a solid picture, though, was it? Yeah, so that was going back and forth. But the thing is, the reason I looked at it, the footage of that, is because... Um, when they were in the helicopter, the altimeter was telling them it was something, they were actually 40, 40 feet above ground or something, which they were, yeah, yeah. they were like thousands of feet up. And it was like, so either it was their, the basically gizmos were going wrong or there was something under them. And he said that was the first time it happened in the helicopter. So it happened a few yeah. times. So when um, Eric Barb went back and checked the footage, they found that there was something underneath the helicopter going back and forth. Just a black line. You couldn't really see. It was going that fast. You couldn't see what it was, but it did go back and forth a few times. Yeah, But it wasn't. didn't look as though it was as big as the helicopter. It looked like no, it, was it was quite like small. About the size of the, I'd say, not even, probably not even the front to before the tail starts, like not even the cockpit size. No, it was, it was pretty small. I mean, um, it probably... Yeah. If you kind of tried to stop it, I think it looked like maybe about three foot in diameter yeah, or something. Say, even if it's shooting past, they're going to have a trail on it. Yeah. So you could probably knock another foot off just yeah. for that. So, yeah. yeah. So that was strange, but there was nothing else came for that because that's where it stopped. They, they, didn't, they never really found anything else from that. But yeah. the, the interesting thing was at the start, 
the um, with a flight tracker and data, they found like there was a government plane. Um, government plane, they just said government plane, they didn't really what part of the government it came from, but they said it was 45,000 feet above the ranch and it was doing a sweeping pattern above the ranch or quite far up. It's yeah. almost, uh, almost like it was it was um, doing some kind of grid search pattern or maybe a LiDAR pattern or, or something like that. I mean, that's that's what it took here. And uh, so they were discussing all that kind of stuff. And then um, um, you can see Dragon's face. Dragon's face was like, he pulls these kind of faces now and again. <laughs> and, uh, I, managed to, I, managed to, I managed to like snap it. So I'll try and dig Did it out. You, I'll, I'll do you know what the best it. bit was? I'm just going to jump forward quite a bit. So they got a spike of over 3,000, 3,600 or something, wasn't it? And he's like, right, you need to go and let them know to get out of that area when there's ploughing, there's taking the top cover off the... Uh, You're going to like this. And he flew. He couldn't get out there quick enough. <laughs> Did someone mention digging? Something happened to his face. Another way, he must have been at that point getting like um, overtaken to something for the ranch. Um, you know what? One. You know what that was, Chris. Travis has said we've dug more than two foot. How <laughs> <laughs> to take that picture? Anyway, did you see how quick you got out the investigation room to go and tell them to clear the area? <laughs> and he turned up in the red truck. He was like, "You got to get out of here." The spike at 3,600. I don't understand that when he's got a walkie-talkie. Well, that's what I thought. Surely <laughs> they've got radios with him. Yeah, and so like, just... we'll, go, we'll go back anyway. So before they got to that bit... Um, Sorry, I just thought that was funny. So at the start, this will kind of relate to some stuff at the end as well, so it's, it's worth noting anyway. So so they were going to do an experiment where they're going to drop packages from the helicopter through the anomaly. Oh, yes. Town. So they found yeah. the anomaly roughly where it was. They're going to go in the helicopter. They had maybe about 20 different packages. Um, it was basically like a, it looked like a plastic bottle with like a, yeah, a, yellow a, bottle a large kind of ribbon stuck to it. And it had like GPS tracker in it and stuff like yeah. that. So, And they were going to track them for going down for the helicopter, taking off up to the height level and then dropping them once they got the, the area through the, Into um, the anomaly. Yeah, so they, they dropped them all in. And what was interesting with that is the GPS data didn't the GPS data didn't come back um, as right as it should. Some did, but some of them looked like they'd fell and Into. bounced off something, bounced off something, and then went a totally different direction. But didn't it down. show? It showed that it was inside the actual. Yeah, uh, but that was another one. So other ones showed that they were actually called? when they were taken off, they were um, sixty foot below the, the mesa. Mesa, that was it. Yeah. It was shown they'd, they'd landed inside the Mesa. Yeah, so it was like 60 foot below the Mesa. Yeah. When they took, when they it's took off. impossible to yeah. get that reading. Yeah. Unless he's so that, plastic bottles and fell through. Unless there was like issues with the GPS data, which you could easily say there was. But yeah. it was funny where you had some GPS data saying that. Other ones tracking it quite um, the way it should have. And then other ones are way off target like yeah. way, way off target. And other ones looked like they'd came down straight and then just went straight that way across yeah. and they found them kind of further on. So it looked like it bounced off something. And this this will kind of come apart later on in the in the show as it goes on as well. Um, so I got a mad one. Um, 
But I think the best footage that they've got. So can I just quickly answer a question from last week? Yeah, yeah. I forgot to do it. Um, Blue Shift is not in yet, but he'll watch it back if he misses it. He asked, was there any more um, results or information about what attacked the alpacas? But then don't mention it again in season no. two or season three. I think it was Dragon. <laughs> not digging, I've told you. Pack it in. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what it was. But yeah, no, there, there was nothing, nothing, there was nothing, nothing else mentioned, mentioned about it. Ever again. And th yeah. that's the sad thing about the show because they could have made it so much better by instead of jumping from one experiment to the next. When they get something, dig that not, not literally dig, it'll be yeah. knocking on my door in a minute, but <laughs> dig, dig in that little bit more to find out more about it to let us know, yeah, if nothing else. So, so that was mainly the kind of start of the show with that with the, the GPS trackers coming getting dropped for the helicopter and then going pretty much off course, some below the mesa, some well off the mesa, they'll yeah. get dropped around about the same point, some look like they bounced off something halfway down. As they were dropping, yeah. Um, we moved on after that. The guys for UAPX came on, so UAPX have um developed technology where it tracks UAPs and stuff like that. So they've got like yeah. a big truck, big truck turns up, it's got all the it's got all the um spectrum analyzers, it's got thermal, infrared, everything you can get. Yeah, um, it's full spectrum, isn't it? Yeah, on the on this truck. And they were going to fire up some rockets to um, try and agitate the anomaly, or the, usually they fire rockets. It usually something happens, like UAPs appear and stuff like that. Yeah. It was funny because my kids were watching it, and the way that Travis always UAP right there, yeah. always shouts that. My kids are shouting <laughs> I, that. I know. <laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing is, though, to start off with, when the guys for UAPX came on the ranch, one of them instantly got ill. Um, oh, as if yeah. he was getting as if he was getting zapped with RF radiation. So yeah. um didn't he go these... straight to hospital? No, they, they they put him in the the silo, so which is a Faraday cage, and then ah, he got right. better, yeah, yeah. better in there. But it was it was almost like he was getting targeted because nobody else could feel it when about him, but he could feel it. And but, then they were getting the kind of one point six spikes and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. He ended up going into the Faraday cage, which is just a big metal silo. And then um, uh, um, it was better after that. So they started kind of working, going through the um, the process where um, going to fire the rocket. And every time they fired the rocket up, the all the UAPX gear all cut out. Oh, it just everything just shut down. Because he shut had the van packed up, didn't he, with all the com computers? Yeah. And he's just in the middle of the countdown. And it you can't do it, it shut down. Yeah. But they went and did it anyway. So they kept doing it, and then it kept shutting down every time they fired yeah. a rocket. It so like I don't three, know if it was four times it happened. I, I'm not sure if that was maybe just a technical hitch where something to do with overloading it for yeah. the truck or whatever. Or you think if that's the thing as well, what we're talking about there, where like them looking at stuff. So if every time that happened with the rocket, yeah, surely they would maybe um go and try it a different day. Yeah, I mean, if I was the guy for UEPX, I'd be like, "No, I want to prove this works. I'll come back until it works." Yeah, and done it another day, but they never done that. It was just they kind of went through the the process here. I think there are UEP up here. Um, 
during that, their, their vehicle was called the Osiris vehicle. Um, and it kept basically, um, I don't know, the circuits overloaded or whatever. But the, the thing is, it's like he's got a laptop sitting there, which is yeah. hooked into Sahan. He's got a lot of other gizmos and gear and everything's shut down. You you can imagine if you've got a laptop open, and even if it's plugged into Sahan, and that battery oh, yeah. cut, if that battery cuts out, it's not going to cut your laptop out. It's still going to have battery in it or whatever. So something was overloading everything. But it came yeah. on, it rebooted the game, came on, but then it just kept cutting out every time they fired a rocket into the anomaly. So well, then they fired it anyway. Yeah. On the last the last time it shut down, it was like it got to the point where it was um oh got to, got to the point where it was too late to go back. They passed the point of no return and they fired it, and that was the one with the best readout. Yeah. And there was a during that, um, Candice and Tom they've they gone around and getting some stories for the local area, not just Skinwalker Ranch. And one of the ones is from a um, a police sheriff who got a call from a local resident and said that there's somebody flying a drone around my house. And this yeah. was only this was only a few years back. And yeah. um, so he drove up to the house and what he said he seen. He said it was like a large, like a bright light above one of the streetlights, about two streetlights distance up. Yeah, yeah. And he said this thing just stood, sat there, and then it rose up in the sky. And he, he said he followed. He said he watched it for twenty minutes first, and it started to kind of um, move back the way. And he started following it. He followed that for as long as he could, um, for a good bit of distance. Um, but that was it. Just a kind of story like that. He was only following some type of like UEP, whatever. But it disappeared at the horizon line eventually when he couldn't. Have, he ran out of road basically. Uh, it yeah. reminded me that it reminded me of um close encounters of the third kind when they're chasing the UFO and uh, he runs out of road and it just you just see them kind of flying off away in the distance. That's kind of what it reminded me of. But <laughs> that's what it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. Um and there's another local story as well where um a guy called Corey Sorawap. So he basically was like um I think he's like five miles for the ranch, and there was like a, a treatment center. And they basically came out. He was working at a treatment centre. I take it as maybe like a, a sewage treatment centre. It could be anything. Yeah. The water treatment centre. I don't know. Um, and they'd basically seen like a, a multicoloured kind of light UFO um, hover above the building um, about 25 foot up. And it sat there for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it, it kind of shot up, disappeared. But he said it was about the size of a small plane. Then they give a really, really good description of it, but it did say it was the size of a small plane and it hung above the actual treatment centre for um, about 30 minutes until it about disappeared. Yeah, 15, yeah. 20 foot. Yeah. So they a good size. Yeah. But just going back to when that guy went into that Faraday cage, they was, that was when they had the analyzer on it, it was picking up 1.6 gigahertz. Yeah. And it was broadcasting and receiving when it should have just been receiving. Yeah. And apparently that's not a good... That was when it was hitting the spikes, and that was when he started feeling ill and he had to get out of there. Yeah, that, that's funny because they, they, they said that. And that's the other thing as well, when it happens later on when it, it broadcasted as well, and it was almost like it broadcasted through their equipment. And that was when another guy, Tom, um, who stays with Candice, he basically got ill with it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but ah, it's, it's a strange one, like, you know what I mean? But um, so that was kind of more or less it for the, the kind of main parts of the first few. We can move on to um, 
an interesting one when they go to this place called uh, is it McConkey Ranch? Yes, McConkey uh, Ranch. Is, yeah, McConkey Ranch. That was it's it. It's like thirty-four miles away from Skinwalker Ranch, and uh, well, that's been documented for centuries of all yeah. different reports and stuff of eye strangeness. Well, that they had loads John. Of it glyphs. was John Dover that went that took him there, wasn't it? John Dover. Yeah. Um, did they get the guy's name? Yeah. Is he Native American? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Dover. That's probably the only name that I've wrote down from this one. So he was the one that took. I think he's Ben's Ben's brother. <laughs> and he knows Phil. Phil McCracken. Right. <laughs> so at Mc, the, the, what's what's at McConkey Ranch? So McConkey Ranch has got um, a lot of glyphs. Um, yes. Glyphs. Some of them showing like other types of the beans and stuff like that. Um, so the kind of seed, and also up in the kind of up in the kind of mesa, it's like the McConkey Ranch, which is thirty-four miles um, from uh, Skinwalker, and right. it's got like over a thousand-year-old glyphs up there, which is like some kind of beans. There's other ones which has got like a, a spiral, which is yeah. Because they were saying, sorry, did you saying with the Boldens is a megalithic megalithic range of boulders on top of the that mound, what they think mm. might be a burial mound. Yeah, and that's where is that where the spiral is? Well, so there's a that's different. It's a wee bit different because it, it's when he comes back to Skinwalker, right? But when they're at McConkey Ranch, there's a spiral on the wall at McConkey Ranch up in yes. the mesa. No, no, up on top of the mesa, but they've got a bit of cliff edge, and it's got um, a spiral in that. And they say through a lot of cultures um, that the spiral basically is. Is, is picturing like a wormhole or like a portal yeah, or whatever some else. Sort of portal. So that's there. And then interestingly enough, there's a spiral on the mesa, like an actual big stone spiral up in the mesa at um, Skinwalker Ranch. And the interesting thing I kind of wrote down for that as well, about the spiral thing. So you get a lot of kind of spirals and, and things like that through a lot of different mythology and uh, a lot of different just history, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Celtics and stuff like that are going back, even going back a really, really lot further than that. There's um, um, petroglyphs. About, I probably mentioned this before, but there's petroglyphs um, between Bonnie Bridge and a place called Denny yeah. in Scotland, which is, it's got, um, like, a spiral or a double spiral on rocks next to there. Sits right across the, right in the same area on a hill, is where all the kind of UFO sightings were back in the day. Um, with right. the kind of the, the UFO flap, which was predominantly like late 80s, right through the 90s, um, and spread a lot kind of further. So that's yeah. that was kind of my interest in it, as I said before, because it's it, it links into a lot of other stuff that we look at or we're interested in. And it's what can you take for the show that is um transferable. To the areas yeah. that we could look at within a certain cost implication, you know what I mean. So we're obviously not going to fly about in helicopters and get and get um, planes and stuff like that. But if it's like um, certain things where you could do and look at um, the RF signals they're looking at, or if it's because yeah. you could easily get like I mean you can get trifield meters and EMF meters and, and and things like that. But if there's certain things you want to look for, certain frequencies you want to look for, but the one point six, if it is that, and yeah. all these type of things. Um, is is a something we could use because there's window areas everywhere, and that's what yeah. that's my total interest in like the ranch. It's not just because of the ranch; it's actually because of 
a lot of us sit in these places already. And it's how do we interact with that or how do we find um, information from that using maybe the, some of the things that they do on the ranch. Yeah, yeah. but they, they, was, they just seemed so intent on digging. I know because they wanted to find out what that structure was underground, but then because they were getting the spikes, they wanted to know what was going on above as well. Mm-hmm. And then, and they just seemed to concentrate on that and not anything else that was going on. Yeah. It was just them two things. So it, it just seemed a bit like when they said, oh, there's a UAP, and they'd watch it and film it, and then they won't talk about it again. I'll tell you one thing, though, which which was which I find quite amusing. One of the UAPs, when they were looking at it, and it was like quite a close-up, it was just a, a light, right, moving yeah, through yeah. the sky during the day, though, and um, they looked at it, and they were looking at it through like a, a kind of monocular scope, and he yeah. said, look, it's got a black dot in the middle. And I was thinking, yeah. hmm, Chin- Chinese balloon. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was thinking, oh, it's, they said it's, I actually wrote that bit down. They're saying that they've seen the light in the skies during the day and there's there's a black dot right in the centre. But then if you're looking at a bright light anyway, it's going to have a black dot in the middle because it's yeah. like, so it's like feedback, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, so that was that. Uh, so going for the going for the McConkey Ranch, looking at the glyphs, there's also an area up in the 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 top of the mesa at Skinwalker Ranch, which has got kind of stone, a kind of stone, it looks like a kind of a burial mound, to be honest. That's what it looks like. If we seen that back home, we'd say that's yeah. a burial mound. That's what we call it. And a mound in the middle and a lot of rocks on about it. But when you look at the rocks above, they're on a kind of spiral formation, kind of walking out. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and there's another bit where a rock. We are holding it that would potentially look at the the setting sun or the rising sun at a certain time of year or something. Yeah. So um so there's all the kind of things and that the, the thing with the, the, the spiral on top of it will kind of come evident right at the end, how kind of interesting that is um for what they found at the end. Oh the three D image. Yeah, we'll come to that though, because there's quite yeah. a lot to go through until we get to that. Um but I so there was that kind of thing and then they looked at um they were going to um, do a bit more with the try to survey a bit of the ranch and do a, a GPS location using a plane and fly yeah. over it with a plane rather than just use a helicopter and stuff. I don't know why they wouldn't just use a helicopter, but they're done with the plane and they thought they maybe would fly at a better height and get it more steady and stuff like that. So yeah. they they did that. An interesting thing with that is they couldn't get a uh, the transponder data on the plane to work. Um, they got it when it took off, but then they couldn't catch it when they were trying to find it when it was coming over to the ranch or whatever. Um, so there was that, and they were getting that 1.6 um, gigahertz during the whole process yet, but they're trying well, to do that. They was getting that all the way through. Everything they was and doing, it, 1.6. It started, feeding, it? it started feeding back to them, and then they could hear themselves. Yeah, there's was getting right? so what happened is, So what happened is they could hear themselves talking in the room. It was always like getting feedback in the room, and they were actually... Um, hearing each other talk. So it was like me talking to you and getting feedback off your speaker. And yeah. they actually were saying, where's this coming from? Is somebody a bugged here or whatever? Or is a son listening to us? And Dragon and um, Travis went outside and started talking outside. And yeah. they could still hear them inside, like coming through their, coming through their speakers. Yeah. So it was almost like they were getting feedback. But this 1.6, they were getting some type of feedback coming through. But that's the thing. You never heard much more of that. They never talked about it again. So if they found the 
the source of it, they never told you. No. So That's... unless maybe the source is totally mundane and then they just don't want to tell you. Um yeah. so but that was a that was quite a strange one that. So they didn't get much for the 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 plane one when they kind of went up and stuff like that and, and came round. So yeah, and they, they kind of then they didn't do much about like home. I know they kept mentioning Homestead too, where that's like the height of activity, but they didn't do any more experiments like with with the buildings around the area. I know like little derelict sheds or whatever, but they didn't go into them. And why did they not do any digging there? Yeah, yeah. It was so, always it was going out to do the digging, and the one where they put the um, green yellow dye into the when they poured is it 45,000 gallons? Yeah, um, and they're trying to trace it. None of that, they didn't expand on that either. So, a, f- a few other interesting bits just what we talked about there was the um, this the hinge type thing that was on top of the, the mesa, but this spiral or whatever it was. Yeah, um, they also had they also had um. That guy up the the indigenous guy. What was his name again? Um, John Dover. So he he was up, and they they were talking about. They said like that thing up there is a talisman, um, and it basically keeps the evil away. That's what he said. That thing was. He said that right. that's there to keep the yeah. evil on that side, and uh, that was like the kind of um, the youths kind of taking it and stuff like that, and. Yeah. Uh, and the interesting thing, so this has gone during the whole kind of process when they're doing the flight, and the flight data came back for when they were doing the flight and trying to kind of map the ranch and stuff like no map the ranch, but do a, a kind of more grid pattern through the, the anomaly. And yeah. they said that the GPS data was it was actually it, it didn't it didn't work that great, and they couldn't get the transponder on the plane right. And then when it came out the GPS data, it was uh, ended up when it came across the ranch, it was sixty two and a half miles below the ranch. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and the interesting thing that Travis says with that is he goes that he goes that numbers he goes that number it was it was sixty two and a half miles below sea level, right? And he said the interesting thing with that number is sixty two and a half miles above sea level is um basically the, the line from atmosphere to space. Right. So you see that's quite an interesting thing why it was sixty two miles beneath. Yeah. And he said, I wonder if that means something. But then they go back in then after that. Um, mm. But aye, so it was, it was just, they just jump about a wee bit, but it's quite it's quite interesting some of the kind of stuff they come out with. Um, with that. Um, and at the same time, kind of mixing it in with the law as well, it's there. So yeah. they had the um, Astronomical Society in as well. Yeah. With the telescopes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then is um because you can put coordinates in them, can't you? It's similar to the telescope I've got. Yeah. And I think they had like four different types of telescopes. I don't know. Like some were just your basic. Some of the big wooden, look like the old original cameras from yeah. like seventeen hundred or whenever. <laughs> <laughs> and he just couldn't get his to work. And as soon as they started setting up them telescopes, all the cattle started getting a bit frantic. Yeah. And they were so, running about and what have you. And before then, that, they went and... On you go, sorry. I was going to say, and that was when they noticed that um, UFO, when he said, oh, there's a black dot in the middle. But just before that, though, the, the interesting thing is they, they had the telescope set up. So they had 
lasers pointing oh, up. Oh, because they're all pointing to the so same. The lasers pointing up to the laser pointing up um, coordinate, wasn't it? To up to where they thought the anomaly was. They had telescopes trained under it, pointing up the way, and they had ones pointing across the way to it, further out. And the interesting thing with the the telescope wasn't linked up to any anything the internet or the cloud or that. It was linked up to a computer, and yeah. the computer or, or like a a system on it which recorded all the star data. So you could basically put it to a set. So you could look at a certain area of sky and it would find that area of sky what it was in the yeah. star map, right? Yeah, and they say you could find anywhere, if you could find anywhere, but anytime they track this the, the telescope over the anomaly bit, although they could see stars there, it couldn't find that bit of the sky. It said it yeah. just erased it, it would just erase it out the actual thing and they couldn't find it. And it would happen with other telescopes as well, and they couldn't really find um they could see stuff through it. Oh but yeah. When it was linked to the um with the actual trying to get the location on the star yeah, map. Just wasn't stuff. picking it up. Just wasn't it? Day for that part of the sky. He said there's a big bit of sky there we can see, but it's no tracking it on it's, it's on like the they said there was something blocking it. Yeah. So but the thing as well, um he was at the same time as that, they're putting a laser up through the anomaly and they could see the laser almost splitting. Yeah, because you had three lasers, didn't they? Or hitting some, so it was actually hitting something in the sky. And then there's going across. It, it, it had a slight bend in it, and then yeah. it kind of had a Y shape in it. So it was almost like the it was refracting off something. Yeah, because that was when they did the nighttime rocket. So I just put it in the chat as well. Um, sorry, one second. There we go from Chris M. The rocket went up, and it's like it got part way up, and then it just went. It kind of went out and went off to the right. Yeah. Uh, I did write it and uh, deflected off course um, from a direct vertical takeoff. All right, so the, the UFO, I've got the UFO black, and that was where, yeah, but that was right above the triangle as well, though. Yeah, yeah, the spy balloon, so, <laughs> and then obviously that was in the cattle, the other cattle, can yeah. started going nuts as well, invisible, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just quickly add? I've done a little bit of research on. I have the chance to do this. Oh, the spy balloon. Um, no, on Skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not bothered about them. Not yet. Not unless I turn around. There's one at the window. Don't care. <laughs> but um, in the 1880s, um, the land, the Mormons took the land. I can't remember the guy's name. I think it was 1882, 83, something. They were looking for somewhere to settle down and that, and the ground wasn't good for anything. You couldn't, there's no good for vegetation or like building proper, like livable buildings. So they yeah. just went and used it as like somewhere to go for that for a period of time. So it was used for Mormons around 1880s, but then it was, there's a lot of, it's battleground as well for all the different wars in America when the French and the English were fighting over there and then the American Civil War. So there's quite a lot of negative energy on there as well. But it was first documented of being used was around like late 1800s. Mm -hmm. But I, I can't remember the guy's name. There's like a settlement for, I won't say a few hundred, but a fair few people like were living in that area. Mm -hmm. So whether they had something going on, I don't know. But the first people to like own it 
uh, I think it started off at like 104 acres and now it's like 512. Um, couple bought it in 1500s because they just wanted to use it for the cattle and then they sold it to the Shermans and then it went on from there. So it was like the first lot of recorded activity, I think it was either, it was either 1952 or 1957, but that was when it, it all start, first started picking up was around about like mid mid to late 50s. Uh, that, that would be the that would be the couple at the, the old kind of police guy in you. Because that's yeah. what he did. He did spoke to them and they said that it was like um alien activity. That's what he said. Yeah, it was, yeah they, they mentioned um do you, is it Junie Kicks? Yeah. The old guy, yeah, because he mentioned him. He was one of the first people. Um he was like to investigate them, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he's their neighbor and he's he's had all these thousands and thousands of documents what people had told him over the years not just people that had lived there but people in the area that had seen stuff like over the ranch yeah and he just had tons and tons of what had gone on so they had um so they had also after the the lasers looking at the so they're trying they're trying loads of different uh, in basically tests to see what the anomaly is or looking through the normal way passing things through the normal way they think every time they're doing that, it's going to generate some type of response. So that's why they keep doing it. Um, after that, they've got John Alexander back on again, who comes and visits visits the ranch. Yes. Um, and also, he basically said it's a that's what he he thinks it's a portal. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think John Alexander's a really interesting character. For everything he's been involved in through the time, they involved in like, obviously. The OSAP program, remote viewing program, he's involved in that at some point. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what else he's been involved in as well. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the other stuff that had gone on. Oh, that was that's what I was going to talk about. I'm too hot. I've even got the fan on. Sorry. Just I'm just asking them, you okay? I've not got a hoodie on. <laughs> Sweat, sweating. So I had spicy chicken, so that might have something to do with that. <laughs> but um, I was just going to say, so when they was watching a lot of the footage back from the CCTV around Homestead 2, there was um, a few frames of a, a blue orb, but you could actually see the trail behind it. Yeah. And it, I think it was on for about 10, 11 frames. And you clearly see how blue it is. And trail behind it, it yeah could yeah be ball lightning i don't know but it's quite so when it was behind the tree yeah so you can see it's above the ferns and that then you've got a little bit of woods and it's cut yeah. but it's, you can see oh no so it's moving towards the camera then it just turns around and starts going back but you can see how slow it's moving hmm. so and then obviously you can see loads of like bugs and dust and that flying past it like going three four times the speed of what these orbs are moving there's a, so the thing with uh, John Alexander I said as well, um, when they were trying to poke the bear or poke the ranch or whatever, and um, yeah. what um, what happened, they, they seen a distortion in the trees. It was almost like opaque type of, I think the way they described it, it didn't say predator type thing, that's what I kind of tain it as, but it said you yeah. could, could you see through it, but it was moving along the trees, you could see it. 
this thing. I don't know if it's floating. The way he described it, I don't know if it's floating or climbing through the trees, but he said you could see this a distortion where it was that you couldn't you could see through it, but you knew it was it was different for everything else. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, the amount of things they kind of seen, you know what I mean? So there's there's loads of things that had they been relayed and stuff like that. Well, um, that- there was, and and that's why I always when I was talking the last time as well, I think that there's things that they can't tell them, but I think they're getting hints and tips off people about where to look and what to look for. Because here's a prime yes. example. So they had a guy on. Uh, a guy called uh, Chris Bartell. He was an ex-security guard that worked yes. for Bass. He worked for Bass, military guy. Yeah, he worked um, for Bigelow, didn't he? From yeah, like so mid-20s. It'd be an OSAP programme, so it'd be like a kind of military contract. But um, they said they'd seen canine footprints, really, really big canine footprints that were like yes. about three to four feet apart. Um, they had them documented and, and stuff like that. And then... They didn't talk anything else about that, though, did they? No, but that's all that he said, it. though. He, he, yeah. well, he did a wee bit. He said, he said we've seen the footprints, which were like um, three to four foot apart or three foot apart, really big. And he said he's yeah. striding this thing. He said, so there was another thing as well where... Didn't they the hear he, he howling or something? He found, sorry, what was that? Didn't So when they found the footprints, weren't they gone up there looking and they heard some sort of howling or... Some weird yeah, animal so noise. what happened was he, he, I'm getting to that. So he, he seen the footprints. Ah, uh, yeah. They also they found, found the cave. They found a cave with like, um, like wolf traps in it. Yeah. Which were in this cave, like big, big traps inside this cave, and um, and then he went on to talk about. He went on to talk about. There was one time they were doing stuff and there was a bit of activity going on, and they heard like growling and howling yeah. coming out this um. Out this um kind of like trench stroke ravine with trees around about it. And I'll tell you a yeah. funny story. When I was watching this, I was watching this, and they said they heard a growl stroke howl coming out of the um the trench. And my dog went <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so anyway, um and then he said he's a kind of a big black, either a big black um, wolf or whatever, or mass yeah. jump out of it. And then kind of buggered off and disappeared. Um, but the interesting yeah. thing, and this is what I, apart from these stories, right, they're just stories, obviously, that he's really aimed for what they've seen. He had the pictures of the footprint. He had the actual traps that he found in the, the cave. So they went to look for the caves, and the caves aren't there anymore, right, because um, they had, they're basically all the boulders and that have all came down. Yeah, they've all dropped and down. The and... caves now, right? So this is what I'm getting at. That's the kind of thing, and it stuck in my mind for the last time. So, they, um, the guy said the cave is up here, but obviously all these yeah. boulders have dropped down over it, so it was like it looked like a landslide. Yeah. But um, so they find a bit of the cave where it could have been, but it's all covered in rocks and stuff like that, and you can't yeah. see it. So then, after this guy, they get another guy in who is a demolition expert, yeah, and says that that looks like. No landslide, that looks like a demolition. So somebody's actually blew the side of the mesa away to actually try and cover that. Or yeah. let the rocks fall it's down. So, so that's that's what I'm getting. See, any any normal person who's knowing the demolition would have probably just took that as that there's been a landslide there or the rocks have yeah, fell yeah. down naturally or something like that. So why have they went for that guy and then jumped straight into a guy referring them, saying, oh, that looks like it's been, it's been a, a detonation or a demolition charge to actually blow the 
blow all the kind of stones yeah, yeah. down. So it looks like almost they're getting hints and tips off the people, but they actually actively kind of say, oh, well, we've been told that, that they blow this away because of X, Y, and Z. It's almost like they need, they're getting hints, but they need to show a certain chain of reaction to how they're finding it. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, it's almost like, like telling them something. It's almost like, well, we've, we're not telling you this, but we're telling you this, but you need to kind of look like you're, you're feigning your way about it because it just looks like the way that happened with him looking at the cave and then getting this demolition expert and that just looked a bit too sus to me um, yeah. straight away. So anyway, they get this guy in and then they start looking at the caves. So the thing with the caves, um, they move on to actually trying to kind of find the cave. They put smoke bombs down them and stuff like that. Yeah. One of the smoke bombs just kind of puffs out. The next smoke bomb basically gets sucked back in through all the kind of rock closures and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you imagine it's like a lot of rocks fell, fell over. They start getting sucked back in again. Uh, almost yeah. like it's kind of pulling the air in. So there's obviously yeah. something there, um, some kind of cave structure. So Unless it's like a bit of a tunnel. So if there's another opening not too far away, obviously the air is going to pull it. Well, you you think so? Like you would think that. Would be. Hmm. And yeah, you would think that, that, but there was no other way the, the, the smoke was coming out. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of. There is a lot of strange... I'm just reading the comments as well. There is a lot of strange stuff that's going on there. Um, but i just quickly go back to that that was um, looking at yesterday with the research <clears throat> in the, the original where Skinwalker Ranch first started. The people that lived there first, he said he was out. Um, they did not long since been living there, and this wolf just came walking over. It's like, come on, so he was there stroking it. Yeah. Pleasant. Didn't try and attack him, nothing. And then it just turned around, walked over to one of the corrals and just clamped its mouth around this, uh, I think it was a lamb or a calf's head. A calf, yeah. Yeah, and he went over and he's like, he couldn't believe it. He's like, what the F? He, like, the blatant thing, this what it's come over, been all nice and nice, and if I, I'm going to go over and get one of your cattle now. And yeah. he ends up, he starts beating it with a baseball bat, does nothing. He asks his son or, some, or his brother-in-law to go and get a gun out the out the, out the truck. He gets it, shoots it. It's like the bullets, there's no blood or nothing. And you just keeps shooting it. And it's not until he shoots it or smashes it in the chest, it just lets go of him. There's still, still no blood on this wolf. And it just turns around and it's looking at him dead in the eye. And then it, it just turns his back on him and just strolls off and he's still shooting it and he's like one drop of blood comes off this wolf and he's unloaded his gun on it he's smacked it with a baseball bat he'd been punching it everything else and then that, that was the just, first story that was the first that was story very, yeah that was a very first, that was the one that happened in the 50s but no no wasn't it that was the that was the recent one that was the oh i thought one. that was a very first no, no, thing. that was that was when the shermans when the shermans moved into there that was ah. the first story that happened to them and right. they, they shot the shot the the wolf like oh, they did make, a yeah, number they did of make that very clear. I had to beat it and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until they shot it and it was going across the field with the thirty odd six, like a right heavy. Oh, then they followed it, didn't they? Yeah, and they, they, they said a bit of, the tracks just stopped dead in the woods. Yeah. But they said yeah. a bit of flesh had came off it. They said a bit of flesh had came off it, and the, when they got back to the bit of flesh, they said it almost smelled like it was rotten. Yeah, the flesh, yeah. and they couldn't find where this thing went. He walked across a, a riverbed, 
and like a dry river bed, so you see its tracks and it had disappeared. But then yeah. that's the thing. So going into this guy with the they'd seen something to do with the footprints and the wolf, and then um with this cave, and there was like some traps in the cave and things like that. And the interesting thing as well for that, there was the 1.6 gigahertz thing was yeah. all 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 was getting like um interfering with the radio station no far up the road. There was a radio station, I think it was like 11 miles to the ranch. Yeah. And uh, that was getting affected by the 1.6 um, gigahertz uh, as well. It was interfering with like their kind of telecoms and stuff. Yeah, because that's and, the transmission uh, range, isn't it? So they, so what they did is they they pumped out the 1.6 noise that they get in through the radio station. Yeah. And then that night, a lot of UAPs appeared in the in the sky. But I, I do, I kind of thought the UAPs, the ones that appeared in the sky, looked like Chinese lanterns to me. That's what I kind of thought. Like when I seen the. Yeah. Yeah, um, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, a no, no Chinese balloon. An actual Chinese, an actual Chinese lantern. No, a Chinese balloon, a Chinese lantern. <laughs> but saying that though, we used to do where I used to live. We used to have like we used to call it a midnight picnic. So the big field, we'd go out and be like a few of me mates and musicians would be playing music. We'd have like a little fire going, drinking, bit of food and what have you. And we had a load of Chinese lanterns, so we let. There's probably about 15, so we let, let them all let them all go. And the local papers over the next two days will all destroy lights in the sky. I'm not saying nothing to no one. Because <laughs> it's the middle of summer, it's that a clear sky. You've just seen this, like, obviously they all go into the same drift. Yeah. So just like a big line of these Chinese lanterns. <laughs> yeah, so there's quite, you, quite a lot of UFO reports. I'll tell you what was quite interesting, what I kind of found interesting, though, on the... The kind of rock wall and the caves and stuff, right? Is yeah. So, if somebody has demol has put like demolition charges on that, they kind of blow the the mesa down to cover the caves. Yeah. Like why would have, it was during the Bass period, right? So it have been like Bigelow's period with the, the OSAP and Bass. So, so why did they mid- do it? Why did mid-90s? they do it? What's that? Would that be about the mid nineties? That would be. I'd probably be late nineties, two thousands. So yeah. Why did the Why did they choose if it was Blowing up, why did it used to blow that bit up to cover the caves up? What would they try to cover up? I mean, that's that that's kind of what I, I kind of find interesting. If it's stopping there. someone finding something, stopping something from getting well, out. No, because if that was the case, if that was the case, I can't imagine the ranch would be of significant cost to Bigelow, for example. So why sell it if that was the case? He owned it. Yeah. So, so why, so why can he blow this thing up to cover what was all in there? Or maybe there was something that came out of it that they, they didn't want. I don't know. I'm just surmising here. But yeah. I find it interesting that if somebody's actually blew that bit away to cover up the caves, why they've done it? Do you think then they've gone into them caves and caverns, they've got what they wanted to find in there and then covered it up to stop anyone tracking or tracing what they've done? Maybe, yeah. And then that's why he saw it. It's like, look, we've done it. We've got it. No point staying here. Make some money from it. Move on. If someone gets something else, then that's down to them. But we just... Maybe if something's came out of these caves. Could be. So that was the thing. So they had like a thermal, a drone up in the air. We thermal imaging, putting the smoke bombs down. And then some smoke was just getting pulled straight into that that area and sucked into the mesa. 
It's almost yeah. like there was caves there with a bit of, where there was like a bit of airflow running through them. Because didn't so, when Nick Travis tried, we went climbing through one of the little caves. It was little. It's like only fl- like three, four foot wide. The entrance into the cave. Yeah, we climbed down to have a look. That's when we found the um, traps and all that. But why that didn't was- you send like a drone or something, like remote control car drone, in there with lights on it to see what was going on? Don't know. Maybe there's no thinking like us. <laughs> Probably. <There's a> <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense to use it. They've got these rockets. They've got all these top tech equipment to do all these other experiments. Yeah. So they then go in a... That makes they, sense. So they then put a snake cam down this cave. Almost like a cave, but there's a lot of rocks on top of it, so you can't yeah. actually see the cave. So they put a snake cam down this. It goes down 26 feet, and then um, they, they, they can't go any further. And he sees something shiny down there, but I reckon it's just a wrapper or something. I don't reckon it's anything. Could be, I think could it's be a bit of glass. Could be anything. Uh, they find something down there anyway, but they, they can't get to it. So I think that's what... I mean, if it was me, I'd want to see what's under all the rocks. I'd be pulling Yeah, that's what I was saying. Why not you'd do that? Think, you'd have a camera on a car or... But even at that, you would start maybe particularly to try to get these rocks out of the way to get into that bit. That's what yeah. I was going to focus on. So the so on that one, they started off. So so you've got if you imagine the mesa's coming down, you've got all the rocks yeah. and stuff like that. So at the bottom of the mesa, because they kind of thought it was some kind of cave system, they're going to do a kind of horizontal drilling method. Get into it. So yes. through the ground, going right through. So they started this drill, and. Uh, Basically, like drilled into, drilled through the ground into the mesa, and yeah. the the drill bit, the drill bit couldn't go any further. It went through something like 350, 400 feet underground into the mesa. The guy said it should have cut into that no problem, but he yeah. said they found that they can direction it. They can actually kind of like, deviate it left, right, up and down, and they said they were trying to bring it up, and it kept hitting against something. Yeah, um, some metal. Some, no, no sand metal, but I didn't say that at the time, but he just said it kept hitting something really, really, yeah. really hard that they couldn't get past. And then it, it almost like it was it kept pushing them down. So um so eventually when when that kind of finished, they found like there was like flakes, there was like a lot of different flakes sitting in the um the spoils that came out. There was a lot of spoils that came out. I mean, but what did come out, there was like some like kind of look like metal flakes that came out. That it came out of the actual hole, which was gone back like 400 feet or something. So, yeah. during when this was all going on as well, um, the guy Tom Lewis, they were overlooking at the, the homesteads to get uh, to see if there's any activity over there because of an effect the mesa and stuff. And he um, had some kind of heart issue, it was almost like he was getting attacked by RF radiation and it, it affected his heart. And he had to go straight to the hospital, he got taken straight to the hospital, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. But then, like you said, when they started drilling, um, I know it's getting getting towards the end of everything that had gone on. They, um, the metal when they was when they'd been drilling and they got the big, I suppose they're like sieves, like for when they do the gold digging, but a bigger version. They're yeah. putting all the crap and clay and everything and sieving through it all. They're finding um, particles of metal. And then they sent it off to be analysed at Utah University. And they're saying it, a lot of it is fused metal of europium and teropium, which is used in 
spaceship tiling for when the craft is coming back into the Earth's atmosphere to stop it burning up. Yeah, I mean, no, it, was, it, was tel- it was tellurium, I think it was. Tellurium, Europium. I wrote tellurium. I was half asleep when I was watching that saying, one. He said that's <laughs> the... It's it's two it's two actually two of the the most kind of rare rare kind of metals found um, on yeah. the planet. One of them, like the tellurium, is and it's a type of kind of stuff that semiconductors are made of. Um, yeah, and that was they found that three th- uh, sorry three hundred feet into the mesa, right? Yeah, and then when they went and got it looked with a, a metallurgist or whatever that means, it was said it was it was actually fused together. There was other parts in the compound, but he said it was fused together. It would almost be like it was, and there was manganese in that, aluminum, all that kind of stuff. But these two, yeah, they were like, like rare ones. So yeah. they're fused together. It was one hanging the top, one the bottom, and it almost kind of formed like a, a ceramic yeah, thing. One was, was for the one was for the inside of the what if it was a craft. One was to uh, one was to protect the inside, and one was to protect the outside. Yeah, that's that's the kind of take on it. Was they said yeah. the, the only other way, the only place that could, this could actually form naturally is in the Earth's core or something, or or a meteor strike. Yeah, um, but there's been there's no kind of evidence of that and that that. But I know there has been maybe a meteor strike, but at that certain bit they were digging, yeah, yeah. almost like this thing was going in and hitting something inside the mesa and taking chips of it off. Yeah. And um, but this the the, the metal are just he he basically said it was it looked like it was a manufactured thing. Yeah, this, well, is, a, this is a yeah. this is like inside a mesa. Yeah. Um, well, this is quoting them. They said what they think it was was a four hundred foot metal wide, uh, four hundred foot wide metal dome of some sort. See, that's I, I don't know where they got then, that because see the thing is it was like the the guy on the the drilling rig was saying. I'm hitting something and I'm yeah. going under it and it's hitting it and I'm trying to come out the other side. And then Travis says, so is it kind of curved? He goes, oh, yeah, probably. The guy said, oh, you probably curved. And then, but yeah. he was in the Mesa. He goes, how far are you in? And he said, oh, I'm in like about 350, 400 feet. So then Travis put two and five together and said, it's a curved structure about, about 400 feet wide. That's what he yeah. said. I mean, and I don't know where they got that from because they can't get all that data for one guy drilling a hole. I mean, so he drilled in so far and then he hit the structure about 300 feet in. And then it was whatever yeah. it was, if it was a structure or it's this type of material. And he said, the, the metallurgist said it's almost like when this is kind of fused together the way it was, it's almost like glass or ceramic. Because that's why the yeah. the actual drill bit wasn't going through it. So they've got bits of all that back, done the analysis on it, and it's, it's, it's came back as what we said there. I mean, so... Yeah. Pretty interesting though, like that. I found that quite interesting. I'd be digging into that mesa. I wish somebody called a mesa oh, yeah. and call it a cliff. I know. That's all <laughs> it is. Just a broken cliff full of boulders. Um, so Warren's just put this up. So if Dids found something, Bigelow would not have sold it. But then because um that's what I, that's what I thought Bigelow well. runs Nids, he's like the CEO. So yeah, that's what if I he found anything, he's going to yeah. be keeping it anyway. I'm very surprised anyway. that he sold it. It's not like he needs the money, is it? No. <laughs> that might have been run out of pocket change and need a couple because of million. You, if you can imagine there's like a cattle farmer owning that, and for what they probably paid for that, it, it wouldn't have been a lot of money. To Didn't he pay something like 800 grand or something? 
I'm not sure. No, but, I um, but I'm the same. I couldn't imagine if if um, they found something. I can't imagine if they sold it. But I don't know why they would have like blew that bit up or whatever else to cover something up because it, it does seem like there is instances in this where they get directed to look somewhere. So it's like, yeah. right, let's look at this bit or let's get a, yeah, a the guy in. Let's yeah. direct this here. And it's like almost like somebody giving a like a like a nod or a tip to look at this, but you need to fight, you need to look like you're finding it your own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm giving you I'm giving you the answers in the cheat book, but go and show me you're working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Couple of hints. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what but, it's like. That's what I think. It's just uh, strange. I think whatever Bigelow was doing, he found what I don't know if he found what he was looking for. He found something, and then that's why he sold it. He might have found something and thought, no, nah, I'm not having that. Let someone else deal with it. He could have sold it because it was not what he expected. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a few mixed things there. I think he'd probably spent a lot of money on that stuff before we nids. Yeah. He probably, he, he done the OSAP programme with, with Bass, and I'm sure during all that kind of process, I'm sure it was like, George Knapp said this that he didn't get fully paid for what he did. Um, and I think that's why he kept some of the, the documents and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but I don't know, that's no kind of substantiated. But um, yeah. but the thing is, just going back to the bit there about the digging and stuff, yeah, and it's like Travis jumping to like things like it's a dome, dome shaped structure at 400 feet. And where are you getting that for? That's no being wow. substantiated, that's just like him taking like. Son at the drill guy says, and then adding a bit to it for the, the depth it was in. Yeah. I just, I just, unless somebody said, Oh, there's a dome like structure under 400 feet wide. So that's, yeah. I mean, the day he, he just jumped to kind of conclusions a wee bit then again, Travis. But yeah. well, it's like, I was just thinking, it's like, if, oh, seeing a ghost, it was a, you it was like a bloke. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's a bloke. Oh, have you seen the ghost of Jesus? You know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just adding that bit of detail to make it sound more interesting. So, but, yeah. I, but I did see when it, the thing is though, like I, I did eat, eat my heart when I watched that one with the fact that when they pulled the black stuff out, and yeah. Travis says, for all the the black stuff, it was at the 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 kind of um, the dig gun at the ground, and they pulled the black stuff out, and they said, well, this when they, they looked at it, they said the the composition of that is if you crushed up a, a spacecraft or a fighter jet, that's yeah. some of the type of elements you would get, and I was kind of mocking them for that, but then. When they, they found that um that the metal flakes and done the yeah. testing that that was all the same type of stuff that he was gonna talk about that. So I will give him that one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let him have one. one I'll, have, I'll give him that one. <laughs> oh, so right. they go, oh and you go so sorry. I was say because we're on the hour mat, do you want to go on a yeah. break? Yeah, yeah, if you want, mate. Yeah. Is that all right? I just need to get a drink. Throat is so dry. <laughs> yeah well what we'll do we'll, when we come back after the break if it's if you want it's entirely up to you we'll finish this off and we can do a q a yeah yeah is that right yeah 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 no cool. long to go hey no long to go no not long at all right so see you guys in five minutes
Perfect time that break. <laughs> you get yourself you, <laughs> no, just lemonade tonight. <laughs> beer tomorrow. Lots and lots. And probably Sunday as well, because I'm not back in work till Tuesday. So it's Happy even days. better. Happy these. I know. I know. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm just reading some of the comments in the chat. So question for you, Chris. If that was your if you had skinwalker or something similar and you found well, I, you don't have to worry about how much it was going to cost money wasn't an option yeah and you found all this stuff that was going on high strangeness or strange crafts or whatever would you go around telling everyone everything that you'd found and what was happening or would you keep the majority of it to yourself or to certain people i don't know it's an interesting question um I, I think in this I, I think in this day and age, um I don't know. I'd probably I and no. I mean I think like for example, if a, you came across a new place and yeah. you're finding this type of stuff, it's quite hard for people to swallow. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like who would you be telling? You'd only be telling like the community like this anyway, who would want to listen to it. Yeah. Um but like Skinwalker, for example, it's quite a well-known place, so maybe you want to, a lot of that kind of information to get out there. But at the same time, then you've got, if you find something that's quite, it's, it can be quite damning and interesting, then you might have all these government agencies. You're gonna have, looking then you're going to have everyone else just turning up, aren't you, day and night. Yeah. So you can understand, I mean, you can understand why back in the day, why they kept it secret and why yeah. they... Why they had security guards and all this kind of stuff because when the book came out you had every tom dick and harry trying to go to skinwalker to find out yeah what was happening there but i mean so i didn't i don't know i probably don't know i mean it's, it's an interesting question because um, i'd say i know for, for different instances there, I, but yeah i'd tell some people yeah um but that like you have like i said you have people camping outside or trying to break in and You'd be constantly fighting, whether verbally or physically. Yeah. What was going on? Because look at, oh, it's a bit different, but Area 51. Look at the security. I know it's a government um, facility, yeah. but look at the security that they've had to get just to deter people. That's not even people trying to break in. That's just to stop the attempt of anyone breaking in. Yeah. And they've yeah. changed it from, what was it, 10 mile? It's now 15 mile perimeter. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a good bit. It's even probably more than that. Right? It's a good bit. Yeah, that's so, an interesting question. It is. I mean, it's. I'd probably. I tell some people, but at the same time, depends what the place was. Yeah. As I say, there's. I, I think these places are everywhere. Yeah, and it's it depends what you find. It depends what you find when you get there. Yeah, that's it. Mm. The Go craft. On. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie, don't you? It is. It's an underground factory for Chinese weather balloons. That's what the dome is. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So we, I'll let you go. You, you got any more questions here? Yeah, there's a few on here. So yeah. I'll just go through them in order. So the first one is from Adam Sander. Um, 
like Dragon, <laughs> if you two worked on the ranch, what nicknames do you think would suit you? <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> Quite hard. You, you don't really give yourself a nickname. You get no, called, you get got... called something. Yeah. Aye. It'd probably start with a C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably about four letters. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your first name, the total. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I'd like, I think it's something like Dragon, it's a bit, really. It's a bit cringy, isn't it? Really, <laughs> dragon. Yeah. Hi. So no, I call him Digger. His new name should be Digger. <laughs> or not Digger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bob, Bob the Builder. Yeah, I'm not impressed with Kelly. Beavis some Butthead. Yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> I don't say he's he, but it wouldn't make any difference, really, would it? So I Ant and Deck with the spam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was the other one? Uh, Mr. Bond and Beaver. <laughs> yeah, but that's my nickname anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, Karen, <laughs> oh, Ruby's put Karen and Kev. Karen I'll be Kev. Kev. I'll get first digs <laughs> on Kev. Who's, who's Karen and Kev? I don't even know who that is. Don't know. Uh, Adam, Laurel and, yeah, Hardy, Burning Chance. Yeah, anyway, next question. Moving on from that. Right, um, so this is from Joe. After watching it all, what do you both think is happening or happened there? I don't know. I mean, I mean, there is, I, I do think there's some type of connection or some type of portal or something. We didn't fit, there's like a wee bit we had to finish off just at the end, um, which kind of highlights a kind of link to some of the stuff we spoke about, yeah. Which was, um, when at the end they've done a they done a big experiment where they had the the lasers point, little lasers pointed up to the anomaly. They put a rocket through it. The rocket blew up. They seen a UAP stuff like that. Um, but after that, they done a um, as a, a photogrammetry three um, D kind of model. Yeah, yeah. Ranch. So they got like a a drone. And it's kind of like lidar, but it basically takes loads and loads and loads, like thousands of pictures. It forms a 3D image of the whole area and ranch. And what they found that when they done it, so these pictures are taken at like different heights, different yeah. angles, different rates, and it it's forms a bit a like whole Google Maps, isn't it? Oh. Aye. So yeah. so what it what it found, what it found is there was one bit of the ranch, but it was just this it's like if you can imagine looking at a 3D image of the ranch, there was a bit for the Mesa, and there was this just kind of big long kind of spike thing it came up really a spike but it's like, it a weird structure there was two of them it just there? came right up at, at the the mesa and it yeah. was um it was almost like it depixelated at a certain point but it depixelated at different heights different angles for all this point and it also depixelated at another point which was at the back of the kind of the monolith kind of yeah, spiral right. kind of thing and then when you looked at the one at the back it, it kind of went lined like that, right up it? with the main big stone and then into this other kind of anomaly. So it's, it's quite, I found that interesting. But I do think there's, I think there's maybe something underground. Yeah, that, that thing that, is all that. That makes, that, that makes this anomaly. Yeah, but that anomaly shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have picked anything up. But obviously no. there's, some, there's some structure that 
is out of our frequency. Um, Blue Chief just put yes, they got a 3D portal. Um, but that's pretty much what they're saying. Everyone seems to agree that there's some kind of portal, some rift opening interdimensional gateway or something. Hmm. And that just seems to be the outcome from the three series. Maybe not even a portal. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's a portal. I would just probably say it's a bit where the different dimensions are the veils thinner or they merge better. Yeah. There's like so some sort of crossover. It's like, a, it's like a kind of crossover point where it's thinner or it makes it easier for things to come through or whatever. Yeah. If that if that crossover point's probably maybe maybe even made by a technology where it was developed like I'm just surmising here back in the yeah. day. So it looks like it almost looks like that the sun been put underground, right? Yeah. Albeit albeit a bit of technology or albeit just um certain materials that would that would form the pre the premise of some type of technology like superconductivity or whatever else that actually helps whatever that's above the ranch or forms part of this or generates it naturally yeah. because the sun is under there. That's kind of what I think. You know what I mean? But it's uh, so that whatever's underneath has been planted there on purpose. That's what I think. I think there's something there that's been put under there and it actually that's a, a causal thing of what this is above yeah. the ranch. So it's almost like if you can imagine that you've got like a satellite dish and you've got the dish and you've got the bits that point up to the dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It generates like, that's what I see when I look at that. I think like there's something underground that's basically it's as a kind of causal point to whatever it is above the, the ranch or to make yeah. this crossover crossover point easier for things to come through, things to yeah. pass over, and things to yeah. connect easier. And that's what that's what I see it as. Yeah. So something or someone or something has found this big energy shift in the area. So they've put something there to keep it constantly active. Or or even under other senses, like they've put something there which causes that. Right, to make it so, happen. To make it happen. So something's there and it actually makes it happen or cross over because this is there and it highlights it. It's like a magnifying glass. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like something like that. I don't know. That's just my kind of taking it. I think the sun yeah. been put there back in the day. I'm not talking about like just a couple of hundred years ago. I'm talking about like hundreds of thousands of years ago. Yeah. That there's something there that, that actually generates some type of kind of portal or whatever. And yeah. other things come through. There's maybe it's maybe been developed for a certain type of technology or a certain type of consciousness or whatever. But I think there's other things slipping through for this as well. It's not just like what it's been meant for. I mean, yeah. but that's just me being hypothetical. I mean, it's yeah. no. Well, I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion about what's there and what's going on. And without actually going and doing your own experiments, you're limited to. Your own thoughts, or or unless like these these areas are here, and then there's things that highlight it a bit better, or things that make it stand out. So you get things like there's maybe you get Stonehenge, for example, as an yeah. area down south. It's probably got a, a some type of energy attached to it, and then maybe the focus with the stones built on it makes it different. It's something yeah. like that, or you get amplifies it. Uh, yeah, aye, exactly. Aye. Or you get like stone circles where they find the energy and they highlight it and they, they do this and it amplifies it with the energy of people being there or the stones or whatever else. So something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that make a lot of sense. 
So I'm just looking at the questions. Right, next one is from Ancient Ruby. How much of the Skinwalker answer do you think is actually truth? So are we going off the show or in general? Excuse I think me. Prob- I think probably everything. I mean, but I, I, I believe, I, I do believe the whole Kenny Sherman thing. Yeah. Um, I, I believe what's going to happen in regards to the Bass thing. I didn't think they were they were trying to, because all of that was Kenny, well, the Nids stuff, a lot of the Bass stuff you don't know about, but some of the Bass stuff you do. And yeah. then what's been in the show. So See, I, 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 I don't really know a lot about the bass stuff. I've just heard it mentioned now and again. Mm. But I don't really know anything about it. I think I think in, in terms of the show, I think some of the stuff in the show could be explainable. I think some of the stuff in the show is there's, there's like good points in the show where you actually think, right, I that there, there's a an anomaly there. Or yeah. whatever else. But there is some things that are kind of maybe easy explainable or and they jump to the the worst conclusion every time, thinking like, "Oh, it's crazy! This is not working." I mean, the yeah. one bit, and I'll give you a prime example where they dug that hole horizontally into the mesa, and they tried to get some wee robotic, um, um kind of it was like a robotic kind of um, robot on tracks with like a, a camera yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to drive up it, and it stopped about a foot up. And like, oh, just again, all the again, these things didn't work in the ranch. The technology you're using that the wee hangs crap, it's not working right. It's, yeah. it's no driving up far enough and it's just cutting out. That's none to do with the ranch. You know what I mean? No. That's what I'm saying. They jump to conclusions and, and it's it on gravel. It's climbing through the mud and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. ah, it's obviously, yeah. can't get past it. The guy's like robots pash. It'd be like <laughs> trying to walk up there, trying to walk up it in flip flops or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So I, I, I do believe some of it. I mean, I do believe some of it. I believe quite a lot yeah. of it. Um, but there's stuff it, it can probably be explainable, same as anybody else. I mean, there's like stories there where you'll you look at it for um, a couple of different viewpoints. Yeah, sorry, I'm just replying to a question. Yeah, but uh, if, I a, if I put a percentage on it, I'd probably I'd be in maybe about a seventy percent mark. I'd probably say a lot of it's truth. Yeah. Then there's a lot of it that we don't know because we're not being told for whatever yeah. reason, whether he just wants to keep the knowledge to himself or I think it was Blue, yeah, it's Blue, he put something up saying that he took it on and didn't realise that there's a lot more going on that he couldn't cope with, so that's why he sold it on, which is another possibility. Yeah, totally. Right. You can't, you, you take this stuff home, maybe what you're ready at. Yeah. I mean, you get the whole hitchhiker effect and it's it travelled back with people and there was loads of different health effects that came for it and stuff like that. So maybe it was a case of getting rid of it as well. Yeah. But was he was he living on the ranch or did he just no. own it? No, he just owned it. I mean, Nids, the Nids people lived in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that was, yeah, that was that, um, Chris Bartle, wasn't it? Um, he worked for Bigelow. He was one of the guys that lived there. Call him Kel- uh, Kelleher as well. I don't, I don't, I don't think they all lived there. I think maybe they'd stayed there now and again. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't know. I think a lot of it's true. It's like, but then it's called Skinwalker because it it's to do with Skinwalkers. And then I was expecting, <laughs> might sound stupid or too over obvious. 
it to have more skinwalker stuff going on. Yeah. And not these UFOs and high radiation spikes and cattle mutilation and all that kind of stuff. I was expecting like weird type creatures seen running on the the top of the ridge or in the trees and what I know there was um creature spottings like with the alpacas and that other thing in the woods what looked like a yellow rectangle mm. when it is when there's all in the trailer. But I, I was expecting more like cryptid stuff and not the, the thing is is we all like not the digging. The, the people dig into it and look at it and they think oh it's it's it goes back in history to do with Indians and all that kind of stuff and yeah. whatever, right? But when you look at here, for example, right, in the UK, we've got ancient burial mounds, we've got stuff that goes down, we've got yep. a lot of different weird encounters that happen. The only thing we're probably missing for that is oral history, right? Because you've got like maybe back in the day, you've got we've got all structures. I've got a structure that's it's literally five miles from here and it's like five thousand years old, right? It's a hinge. Yeah. Right, yeah. there's no oral history for that. I mean, the, the Indians have maybe got that, but the oral history has been passed in for generation to generation. Yeah, you've not got that anymore. Like, the, the descendants of people who were probably up there 5,000 years ago are spread out through the UK now, or there's loads of places like that throughout the UK. So, we're missing a bit of um oral history. But apart from that, we've still got all these places here, we've still got all these things happening here. We've got window areas right across the country, and that's yeah. what I'm getting at. It's like if people say you want to go to Skinwalker Ranch, I mean. I'd rather sit here and try and investigate here. Just give me the give me the gear. I mean, yeah. give me the technology. I'll date here. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Because there's been that much that weird going on your doorstep. On. That's the thing, eh? There's that much weird goings on on your doorstep that if you dig into and look at, or it doesn't it doesn't mean you see it. everybody's going to the doorstep. I know it is here. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. It's like we've got that. We've got that as well. It's just actually spending the time to look at it, and the money to look at it. Nobody's yeah. got that. And that's it. It is. It's all. It is all to do with time and money. So, if you've got both, then you're laughing, aren't you? Or a ranch. Go where you want, when you want. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just call it yeah. Skinwalker Farm. <laughs> I'd have Skinwalker Paddock. <laughs> That'd be it. Probably not even that. Skinwalker Farm. Yeah. Yeah, you want an open one? Think of the think of the <laughs> what the admission fee. Five miles up the road. Five miles up the road. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> UFOs, much... just loads of weird stuff, like spread over years. But I mean, yeah. unbelievable the amount of stuff up here that's been like that. And if you look at it in a space of maybe a couple of years, you'll not see much. But over the space of like even the last like 50 years, 40 yeah. years, so many encounters, so many sightings, so many things spread through a whole area and isolated pockets areas as well. Yeah, and um, and we've got that. I mean, we've got like um, petroglyphs. We've got burial mounds. Usually, yeah. down south, it's not a case. It's like it needs to be like a kind of Indian burial mound or, or whatever. No. It's, it's, we've got that. All we're, lo- all we're kind of losing is the oral history and stuff has been passed down and the, yeah. the mythology. Yeah, yeah. It's just knowing what there is and where it is, like you just said. But then you've got a bit of an advantage. You've got mountains where we've not even got. Now we've got hills around here. Don't need mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it just adds though, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just makes it look better. 
Right. Um, so I'm just checking for the other questions. Right. So next one. So this is from Joe. Um, did they find something living down there and that's why they blew it up? Could have been. Maybe. I mean, I've heard stories of people, I heard stories of people um, doing remote viewing here and they say that it was like a, some type of base under it. I mean, that's yeah. that's something that's a, unsubstantiated, obviously, remote viewing story, right? But that's some of the ones that's been done here. There was all, and I didn't know the, the location yet. It was like a blind um remote view and they basically said that there was like a some type of base under it and i'm talking about a military base or something it wasn't just like a, yeah. like a ufo base or an alien base it was like something like that that kind of referred to that um right. i don't know though i mean the whole kind of um why they blew it up if they did blow it up i mean i'm just kind of putting two and two together but that's kind of what it seemed like when you look at the, yeah. the, the um maybe well, then, I mean, is there any time frame on when it got blown up um neither well no i don't i don't know no i, mean, I don't know no that's right i was just wondering that was all um right next one is ancient ruby why do you think the government got involved i just think that's because bigelow wanted to get down and find out what was happening and he had the money so he got the government in and they started funding it. I know, I know how the government got involved as well, though. I mean, because when he done NIDS, yeah, he had NIDS and then they had... Um, so they had NIDS and Harry Reid knew about it because uh, um, George Knapp invited him along to some of the the meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. That they were at. And there was a guy, what's his name again? Uh, Lakatsky, I think it's Lakatsky. He was like one of the guys in OSAP, right. and he came, he came to see the ranch. Somebody had said to him, "You need to come and see this place." I think it, it wasn't a Bigelow, it was somebody else. And yeah. um, he came to see it. He came to see the ranch, and he he at the time he worked for the DIA, yeah. and and I think at the same time they were looking at maybe trying to get some funding to do a bit more research into it. So this guy Lakatsky came to the ranch. And he had a, a basically an event happen when he was there. So yeah. he was in one of the homesteads and this thing appeared in front of him. He said it was like a um it was like the he said it the almost the description it was it was like the one of the, the, the album covers of tubular bells, if you know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like some type of kind of chrome like structure at yeah. more. And he he seen that. And I don't think at the time he'd said he'd seen it. And he, and, he, and he came away and then he, he basically talked to his superiors and whatever and they looked into it and that's when they formed OSAP. And it was the Davy, it was the Davy, um it was the Davy weapons and stuff like that, the OSAP kind of program. But at the same time, it was it was like so they had um Lakatsky and this other guy. He actually Lakatsky went away after that. I think I think he actually read the book. He read the book that George Knapp had made, it had, yeah. had, um, had written. And then um, he gave it to another guy, which was Jeff Stratton. And that right. Jeff Stratton went away to Iraq. He read the book when he was in Iraq. And he was like, into, like, um, contractor stuff to do with, um, it was all kind of engineering stuff and things like that. But he worked for the military. And when he came back, and then that guy, Lakatsky, went to the ranch and seen this thing. 
And I think from that, managed to get funding between him, Harry Reid, all that kind of stuff, getting kind of some formulation there. And then for there, they got the, the start of OSAP. And that's where uh, OSAP was the main thing that ran. And they even tried to get funding from um, Homeland Security or something, like that, I think, at the very end of it. But it didn't go anywhere because they wanted to try and further go a long way further. But um, ATIP came out of that at the very end. But OSAP were still, they were the ones that, that actually investigated like the Nemets and all that kind of stuff. ATIP came out of OSAP at the end. Um, bit of long winded answer, but that's, that's where it kind of came from. Good book to read, um, if you've not read it already, is Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Kind of explains all that. That's why I kind of know that. Well, I probably rang in some points, I mean, but kind of remember the whole book. But it's, it's worth a read. If you want to read stuff about Skinwalker Ranch, read the book. And also Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, worth a read. Can you hear you, Andy? that better? That's better. All oh, right. Yeah, I have wrote Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. I've wrote that down. That's that's on my list. It's, it's on audiobook now, which helps me because I, like, I had drive and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. an audiobook before. Now it's an audiobook. And um, I went through it pretty quick. I think it's only, it's only about six hours on it or something. Right. Um, but it's worth well, that, that was the one that I was listening to about um, Skinwalker with the, the original, with the Mormons and everyone like. The history behind it that was an yeah. audio i can't remember the name of it about looking but, but it's it's interesting how on. it's interesting how i think I'm, i was talking about it last week how it all links in because osap ha happened and then atip came for that and then the whole uap kind of thing came out because lua zondo left um atip and tried to kind of do a bit of whistleblowing type thing right but yeah um, that all stemmed for that and it all stemmed because of the ranch because um, that was the original Kenny OSAP thing. And then when the UAP task force was getting put together because of Congress and all that kind of stuff, the guy, um, Stratton, was pulled back for what he was doing to try and formulate that because he knew quite a lot right. about that. Now yeah. he's a contractor now working for Raytheon or something. Um, but he's, he's as I said the other week, if you've not listened to it, um, George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell there, a, a podcast called Weaponized. That's worth listening to. And there's a wee right. bit about that. And that guy's he's spoken for the first time. And he's talking yeah. about um like basically a wee bit about the ranch and about like some of the contracts he was doing and stuff. Yeah, David Osap and stuff like that. It's worth it's worth a listen. Yeah, right. Cool. I'll have to look into all that. Once I get a chance. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> it's just having the time to do it. I don't know. I will do eventually. You, the thing is, the subject's that vast. You can't look at everything. I know. It's it's massive. I know, there's just so much happening, isn't there? So it is. It, it's hard to cover cover it all. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. It's massive. Yeah. Right. Um, next question is from UFO Joe. I think he's gone, but we'll do it anyway. If anything, have we cracked the case? I think we still have a lot to wonder. Nobody need it. No, it's like everything else, isn't it? We just not get. We're getting closer, but it just seems that we're getting further away from knowing. Aye, the more the more you find out, the more questions it it just causes. Yeah, 
but just more more and more questions and less answers deeper deeper down the rabbit hole isn't it mm -hmm. so definitely no character no not even close nobody need it no well i said surely it would have i did expect it to be more about skinwalkers yeah and not the ufos and not like all these different types of um frequencies and waves and um like microwaves and radio waves and all that i honestly mm. thought it would be more skinwalkery stuff but it's not so i was i, I was quite disappointed in it it's still interesting though mm -hmm. what there's covering that map i think favorite bit was about the mile high in that little triangle because that triangle isn't that big is it it's only a couple of hundred yards no it's not it's not big at all no it's not it's not a big area no you could probably what take you a couple of minutes to walk around it yeah it's not far it's probably it's about it's probably 30 meters 40 meters wide or something yeah it's not that big no so yeah it's just and just everything because he went from because oh, so i'm just trying to remember that isn't that far from Homestead 2, is it? So where the triangle is there... No, it's not. If, no, no. if you're looking at the triangle and you've got the ridge of the cliff yeah. in front of you, Homestead 2 is just to the right, isn't it? Yeah. A few hundred yards down the road. Yeah. So it's all pretty much in the area. The, the, the interesting thing that I want you to take for you is, like, let's say, for example, that you've got an area that is... Yeah that has got a lot of phenomena or has got a lot of UFO sightings, has got like cryptic sightings and stuff like that. It's like, how do we, that's what I want to, how do we pinpoint these areas? How do we find these areas? How can we triangulate these areas? Yeah. Yeah. How do we over here find what's going on? Yeah. Is it, is it ley lines? Potentially. I mean, a lot of people think that, I mean, that's the thing as well, but, um, well, is it, could it just be places of high energy where there's been a lot of activity, like fight? I suppose fighting and wars and. But when, it, when, it, when I spoke just... about the other week there as well, um, as there's been there's been things where the if the what do you call it the gravitational fields different. Or a magnetic, if a magnetic anomaly yeah. or magnetic fields are different in areas, that's what sometimes can generate an area of high strangeness. Yeah. The place in Kentucky, yeah. where the Kentucky anomaly, which is like is one of the, the highest places, and you get loads and loads of strange encounters there. Yeah. Because that's well, what they can think of. Yeah. So could it be like the tectonic plates where they're shifting because that be producing energy and then that's moving? That's on a gradual move movement around the earth. Could it be that? Could be. Could be anything. <laughs> Could all be made up and it's just one big story that we know nothing about. You never know. Right. Um, next question is from nickname. So what have you taken away from the series? What would you like them to do if what would you like them to do there if you could ask and why? Hmm. I want them to pull away all the rocks. 
right? <laughs> That's what I want to happen. I want all the rolling down the I want all the rocks pulled away, and I want to see if there's caves there. Yeah. Um, and I would like them to just start mining straight through the mesa. Yeah. Rather than just like horizontal, like, just aye, aye, just mine straight in like a, a massive hole. Just go yeah. into it. You know what I mean? And then see what they find. Yeah. Rather than going with like a six mil borehole, just just go in with like yeah. a mine. You know what I mean, just dig into it. I don't well, think you'll you do have dragon as the um front digger, won't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna show the that. guy at the front. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show that picture again. Yes. <laughs> well, I got a oh I just remember I did a video of part of it yesterday. So I've just got to find it. Be one second. Well you will you get that photo, I'll get this. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. There you go, there you go. Can't be it, can't get used to it all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a face I pull when I'm watching it. The idea was going to be space there, like that's too. It's not really good gets the light, but he's uh, but... <laughs> possessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. So when when the when they've got the lasers up in the sky, yeah, I'll play this video. It's only like 13 seconds, but you can see what's going on. So I've just got to be quick and... Yeah, that's when the UAP appeared, when there was like yeah. the laser's eye. Yeah. yeah. And then it just faded away. Which that, I did think that that was strange. Because there did seem to be a lot of UFO activity more than anything else. So I think that's that's what I got from it. It's just more UFO than anything else. I keep getting told off for calling it UAP. You mean UFO, Chris? <laughs> UAP. Okay, I'll call it a UFO. <laughs> That, that's all I've got. Well, flying saucer if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ET, ET aircraft. There we go. Um, what would you like them to do? It's pretty much the same as you. Drill straight into that, to the Mesa. Just go straight in and have a look. And where they, where they keep saying where the dome is, this 400-foot wide metallic dome, if you think that's there, then dig it. Dig into it and find out. Mm -hmm. you, 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 the thing is, just going back to the UA, UFO thing, right? When the, yeah. the UAP thing came out and like Hillary Clinton calling it UAP and stuff like that, which yeah. was back in, when was that? 2012 or something or 2015 or whenever it was. Yeah. She would call them UAPs. Yeah. If, you, if you look back and there's a, the, the UK report, the UAP, the, the UK like um, report on UFOs back yeah. in um, 2004. They refer to UAPs in 2004 in the UK right. report, but stemmed for but well before that. And that, so it's interesting yeah. that we're going to use that terminology back then as well. Although the UK report was pretty, pretty poor. Yeah, but I kind of agree. Four hundred pages worth. 
Was it? Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Send you. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I kind of agree with the UAP thing, more so now because UFO is more, as you say, nuts and bolts. Where UAP, yeah, yeah. I get it. I could get be it. Like a light being, where yeah, yeah. the the UFO is also the humanoid that can um, shapeshift from one thing to another, like like the light beings, the orbs, or whatever you want to call them, uh, like Willow the Wisps and all that kind of stuff. It's all, they can transfer from being the craft into the being. It's not all, it's something, it's an entity travelling inside a metal craft. Sometimes it could be, but I don't think it is as much now. I think evolution or something has gone in front what, 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 what's, what's that then joe um hfpv could what's be that? anything with joe H, hfpv high frequency <laughs> program vehicle <laughs> Don't know. hidden from public viewings all right okay <laughs> So if you had to rename Skinwalker after watching it, what would you call it? Um, UAP zone. Just to annoy everyone in the chat. Bigelow's best bits. Yeah. Oh, that's quite fair. Um, oh, what is it? No, dragon digging. Digging. Something to do with dragon and digging. That's a call it. The curse of Skinwalker Island. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See them seven seven the spoils it. <laughs> seven the spoils it. Oh, yeah. uh, tell me. Yeah, the um <laughs> supposed to be doing a series four, aren't they? So but so there's another thing that bugs me about this. It isn't that far from when they was doing the atomic tests back in the fifties and sixties, or whenever it was. So you're gonna have some drift coming over from that with the um with the radiation fallout, nuclear fallout. So is that, could that not be connected to either picking up all these spikes and... No, high, I, I don't think it's... Mean, you, could, you, could probably, you could put that down to stuff like gamma rays and stuff like that, that type of yeah. radiation, but no the RF signals. Well, that, um, that was it. When that thing spiked, I've just remembered, to 3,600 or whatever it was, that was a gamma ray. Yeah, that was I. So that was when our dragon weren't having any of it. That he literally grew wings and flew in there and yeah. dragged them all out in one go. Dragon. Yeah. Dragon's yeah, that... disaster. That's what we call it. <laughs> but yeah, they made when they made him head of health and safety. That's when he pulled that face, wasn't it? That, that's, that's, when he pulled, oh. that's when he pulled that face. Aye. That, is, that is exactly I pulled that face. Digging oh, dragons, yeah. <laughs> digging dragons, but I, I just den. like yeah. <laughs> dragons' den, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, dimension difference, yeah. But, um, we get Deborah, Mead, we get Deborah Meaden on it as well. Imagine her, she'd be buying it, she'd be buying into it. I want 20%, but you've got to dig 15% into it. 
<laughs> It'll be percentages, won't it? That no one knows anything about. <laughs> um, but I, I, what I like him to just when they pick up on something to then carry on with that experiment, go deeper into it, mm. and not just go, "Oh, we found this right. We'll do something else now." It's like, well, why? Yeah, probably I, find still, I just yet. don't understand that whatsoever. Scallywag Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it'd be called if it was round here. <laughs> right. Um, sorry, next question is... Oh, no, I've done that one. Oh, it's, this is from Ancient Roots. It's more of a statement. Uh, Andy, some people can see through things without thinking. Remote views can see through things easily. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, that's it. They've been doing it for God knows how long. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, just trenches and digging and everything going on everywhere. I First thing I want to know is where that water's gone, that 45,000 gallons. And then they dig into it and it's like, well, it's just lay in it. So the, 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 when they drilled into the mesa, yeah, when they drilled into the mesa, they also pumped in water for the drill as well, and that disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Right? And some of it came back, but then a few days later, there was a sinkhole starting to happen next to the triangle area with the drill previously because ah. I think excess water's been funneling around underground. Well down. And it's and it's took away the water underneath. Yeah. yeah. But then if it's um if it is full of like caves and caverns then it's gonna the water's gonna go down into that, surely. Yeah, possibly. I that's what's happened though. I mean, it looks like it's went down there and then washed at some of the the ground around about it and the further collapse. Yeah, it just seems like they do summer and they don't get the results that they want, so they just call it a day. Like they give up. I think they give up too easily. Should travels or something Travis will have something to say about that. <laughs> Look down, UAP. <laughs> yeah. Surprised he didn't say that about that yellow box, that black mass. So there was a thing, so going about another bit, you didn't hear much of this in the um, Skinwalker Ranch programme, right? But going back to the Bass era, Right, one thing you did find you, you can find out in the bass area when you look into some of the stuff and you maybe read that book I was talking about. That yeah. I heard a wee bit about this before, and they were talking about different methods of communication with the phenomena on the ranch. Yeah. And there, was, and there was things where they would have children's games locked in boxes, locked in rooms. And there'd be um they would come back in it and like Pieces that would be moved into different positions and stuff like that. Yeah. They would find that, that was... happened time and time again. And, and the, the, the trial that loads of times, that did happen. Yeah. Um, that was back in the kind of past didn't they? Yeah. But I mean, as I said last week, the, the interesting thing is as well with the guy, Jeff Stratton. Yeah. Um, he had some type of wolf creature follow him back 2,000 miles away. It was, wow. out, it was out the back of his house or whatever. So, um, what are your yeah, stories? I mean, with the, 
the weird stories, the, the weird stories with the, the whole kind of medical aspect that people getting affected medically. Yeah. yeah. And this links into Gary Nolan's stuff as well. When Gary Nolan was talking about um health effects a UFOs and stuff like that, people come into contact with UFOs or certain phenomena, and um almost akin to things like um Havana syndrome, which again is RF signals. Um, although it wasn't exactly the same, but there's a lot of interesting. I mean, if you ever follow Gary Nolan, he says quite a, a lot of interesting things. Um, and I think he sits in some of these panels now that used to be about years ago. That chart, it's like the college, uh, the Collins Elite, or I know the Collins Elite, what's it called? The um, the kind of panel of the scientists that talk about UAP and stuff like UFOs, but they didn't want to admit it. But the things that he's he comes out with in some of his interviews, we are thinking, where are you getting that for? Talking about like multiple different races, eh, yeah. aliens and stuff like that, and talking about um, what if we were farmed? What if we were farmed? What if we were this? What if we were that? Which links into like the stuff that Robert Monroe said as well, and some of the stuff that he'd kind of found when he was out of body experiences and all that. Yeah. And eh, with this thing called Lush, it's, it's really, really interesting, some of the stuff. That he can he says, and he's mentioned that a few times. Yeah. About like what if what if you can have found that that we're no top of the food chain. Lou Elizondo said that. Yeah, alluded to that, and he said, then it would kind of turn your wall upside down. And Gary Nolan alluded to what if you found out that you what you believe wasn't true, and you were actually farmed. Why would they yeah. say that? Wow. Are they same again and they're hiding stuff in plain sight? I don't but I don't think I don't think some of the stuff that these guys say, they don't they don't just say it because they're they're um they're just thinking it. They're saying it for some bit of knowledge that they've got or heard for somebody else or whatever. Yeah. Especially Lil Zondo and stuff like that, and like Gary Nolan for what he's he's been involved in. Yeah. Um, so it's got like you said, there's got to be some truth behind it all. But I mean, when you, if you listen to the Monroe stuff, when he was doing out of body stuff and going into yeah. other dimensions, and, and, and there was this thing called Lush, and it was all today about us being farmed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. For certain reasons. And then maybe some of it know nefarious, but, it, but then you've got stuff like that, and there's other things that links into things that what no one says, things that what Lula Zondo says. And things about like genetic manipulation go back seventy thousand years and, and all these type of things. It's yeah. uh, it, it's quite interesting. Like going off on a tangent. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> They're the best ones. <laughs> Keeps it interesting when when we do stuff like that. <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't think we're ever going to find out what's going on there. I don't know. I mean, I think I think if you want to. I believe if you want to find out what's happening, you need to, you're not going to find out if anybody else telling you. It's within yourself. You actually, I mean, gone within. Yeah. I believe that, that you'll find it that way, gone within rather than um, external, if that makes anybody, any sense to anybody. Um, but I mean, it's, if you've not read the Robert Monroe books, uh, basically who's in the, um, the Monroe Institute, who yeah. started the Monroe Institute and stuff like that. He's dead now, but his book's really, really good. Worth a read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it links, yeah, into, all this, it links into all this phenomena. No, no directly, but you can see it. Yeah. 
So what do you think then? What do you think Skinwalker Ranch connection is to everything else that's going on around the world? What's your initial take on it? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a hard, you can't answer that question. I mean, it's a hard one because it's like, there's that much different phenomena happens happens there. Um, as I said, it's the connection you've got between like different places where window areas and stuff like that. All that phenomena is seen there. You look at, for example, this area, through the years, you've had all the different types of phenomena happening. Yeah. Got, for example, different places in the UK, you get it, you get different places in America, right across the world. Yeah. How they interlink, I don't know. Do you think it has got a, do you think it has got like a direct link to say another point somewhere else on earth? To, no, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I, I definitely a link to some other dimension or some other part yeah. of consciousness or you know what I mean? Definitely there. I just think there's an overlap, an overlap of dimensions of consciousness or whatever. Yeah. These things can just manifest easier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but for, it's, it's a it's a hard one to even get it comprehend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Joe's just put there are uh, other ranches with the same things happening. Yes, Skinwalker Farm, <laughs> the one up in Scotland. <laughs> but the thing is, though, with with the ranches, though, that's just because of the vast amount of land that they get with the ranch. Because who's gonna stop them going out expanding you know you're not gonna to have to have planning permission when you're right out in the middle of nowhere and there's thousands of miles oh hundreds of square miles of land that's not been doesn't belong to anyone so you're gonna keep pushing your boundaries aren't you to make mm. give yourself more land no one's gonna come around checking on you <laughs> <laughs> are they really if you think about it Probably. So, <laughs> the other ranch on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, but when I, when I first heard like, a ranch, I just thought, oh, it's going to be like a like ranch in England. You know, we've got a few stables and a bit of land and a tractor. Well, the, I thought it was going to be something like that. I didn't yeah. think it was going to be like, I don't know, half the size of London or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the farm, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's that. But it's like, the va- it's just they've got that much land. So I said it's some it's five hundred yeah five hundred twelve acres it is at the moment. That's a lot mm. of land. So uh, oh Ruby's just put so this will be the last question now anyway. Does anyone know where the original four corners were? Don't you know you know that don't you, Chris? Four corners of what? Skinwalker. No, none of that because it's no shaped. It's no shaped like a square. No, <laughs> it's weird because it's you've got that bit, then you've got like a big like square it's, box on its, its own. Where, I don't think that's maybe the question she's asking. I mean, in regards to Skinwalker, I'm not sure. Oh, it may be is something it else. Four corners of the earth. Could it be that? Because the oh. Skinwalker Ranch is like it's like there's certain pastures there, and it's like darkened about. It's like a totally yeah, yeah. right. So you meant so the the original four corners of America. No, not got a clue. No, got a clue. No, sorry, I have heard of it, but I don't know him. So, four corners in the US as a square, yet uh, as a center, but it's moved. 
Oh, is oh, that, that, that kind of statue thing? It was, it was sitting. Yeah, I just remembered something else that happened. So when they're doing all these experiments, magnetic north kept moving, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're just using the normal handheld compass, weren't a digital one. Yeah, it's your basic one where you get in the um, outdoor shop, and it's just every time they went out to do something, magnetic north had moved about. Was it like sort of like two hundred meters or something? Yeah, yeah. Of like that has been referred to before, but it spins and stuff like that as well. But yeah. things, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, Terry just put it's where four different states all touch each other. I think that that's a different type of podcast. That Terry, we won't go there with that one. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know. Government moves that there is no police put in a green facility that all they can. I've never heard of that. You know. No. I've heard of the four corners of America. I've heard of the four corners, I right, the United States side. It's like it's a single point where it's like a, a there's no like a statue or something that had like don't know. Oh, was that are you talking um Ruby, you talking about the thing that had the all the inscriptions on it? That that got blown up a while back. Was it all the inscriptions and in that was on it? Don't know what though, but I can remember something like that if that is it. Don't know, no idea. But we are at the two-hour mark, so we're gonna have to um finish up. So you don't need to watch Skinwalker next week. No, <laughs> I've just got the book to read and the one about the Pentagon and everything else. But <laughs> now it's um it's it's this this podcast now is gonna get easier because I've only got one more on a Wednesday, which is in about so oh, it's two and a half weeks. That's the one with Eric Mintel. He's coming the back on. Skinwalker season four soon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you'll have to come we back. We need to review that and have clips of the show with Bits with Dragon. So we need to copy and yeah. paste, copy and stuff like that, and yeah. paste it in. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you this anyway. Might as well, I'll do it on air. So you know, I do the other podcast, which is non-paranormal. Yeah. Do you want to come Non-paranormal. 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 So it's just, basically, we'll just be talking about anything and everything and just oh, right. finding out a little bit about you. Yeah. If you fancy that. That's an away. Yeah, 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 no problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah we out. Yeah. Because it's good just to, I, obviously, you've been on here as a guest and we've interviewed you and had a chat with you about what you do and how you do it and the reason why you do it. And then it's just to get you on and... Well, like digging to your personal life, <laughs> I know what Old you do. Bass. <laughs> how, how much you drink on a Monday night and stuff yeah, like that. Not a lot. <laughs> what, not what, a lot. You make the, what TV you make the kids watch when the missus is away, stuff like that. Skinwalker Ranch, Domino's. Yeah. That's it, tricking with pizza. Yeah, you're watching this, kids. That's it. Yeah. I was, Adam I was, just... I was telling Andy that earlier, oh, my wife on me for Ireland and she was there. Uh, Away, away this weekend. What are you up to? So I'm watching the watching Skinwalker Ranch in the Domino's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Usual. Yeah. Um, Adam's put. You could do Old Carland for the next fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally is, so when they look at this, tr- quickly, you know, that's a bible for that one. Like, yeah. 
they're just looking for treasure and um they just find like mud and rotting wood and yeah. never ever Listen, I, I, I find it I find it totally fascinating and I did watch it for a, a lot of time uh, for a good bit of the seasons and my wife was just like I'm never gonna find it stop watching it <laughs> um I quite uh, I, I did quite like it. I mean I stopped watching it. I just just tell me when it's found. Yeah, I, it's like very much in TV and it? it's like I'm flicking through and that's on. It's like I'll see what see what crap they're digging up this week. It's a bit like Antiques Roadshow, but they're out and about and it's just dirt and wood. There was another interesting an interesting one as well. If you ever if you ever look into um what they found when the remote viewed um the Curse of Oak Island. Um, I'm yeah. sure there was things where the ones that I'd looked into, um, the the scene it was like a some type of sphere structure under the ground. Ah, that's what they seen. But um, I mean, that's not what they're pulling at the ground. <laughs> they're pulling yeah. all bits of wood and all all wood, leather bound stuff and shoes. I mean, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> right, so. Oh, right. So that's it. No, right. Last question. Wait, Definitely last question because we've gone over two hours and I'm going to get me asked it. If there was one thing to remote view, what would it be? Anything anywhere? Anything anywhere. I've thought of this many times and Oak Island was one of them because I wanted yeah. to find out what was at Oak Island. Yeah. Um, But um, an interesting one, like. So with remote viewing, you can go into the past as well, can't you? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can go. There's no time or anything really exists, mm -hmm. so everything's happening all at once. So I think I'd I'd either go into the past or the future. I'd, I'd go to the moon. I do the whole Ingo Swan went to the moon. Well, yeah. Ingo Swan, Ingo Swan basically got coordinates, and it was the moon or wherever he got the 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 blind thing he got. To, it was the moon, and he'd seen like structures and all that kind of stuff and beings yeah. and, and whatever else. And aye, probably that. Yeah. Well, can I just say I got told a story about someone that did some remote viewing for the moon, and something happened. But that's all I can tell you. I'm sworn to secrecy. All right. <laughs> so yeah, but it's the rest of it is really interesting. Just thought I'd throw that in there and annoy everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you what once we um end it, I'll tell you quickly. So but I just want to say a massive thank you to Chris for the last four weeks. Thanks for having me. No, it's it's all your idea anyway, so I'll give you hundred percent credit for all of this. Not at um, all. Love, loved it, and it's just—it's been good that it's been something different. So I know we've been doing the same thing each week, but it's something that I've not done before. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and it, it's good that it just like the series just carries on. So proper enjoyed it. So thank eight, you. Eight seasons later, I know. Great, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks over in the chat. It's been great as well. Yeah, no, it's been a good chat. They're always good, most of the time when they're behaving. <laughs> um, so um, quickly, next week I have Michelle Free coming on. 
Um, so she's my American connection for getting guests on that um, is, I suppose, well known as a lot, a lot of the names. So, and so she'll send me an email every so often with a big list of people. I'll send her some of the names back and the dates that I've got. Yeah. And then she'll start out with them and send it all back. And then I just put ever book everyone in and she'll send me the bio for him. So she's coming on next week. And then I'm going to have to guess at the week after because I haven't got a clue. So I'm just putting my calendar up there quick. Oh, then we've got Heidi Hollis coming on. So um, Nick, this is one through nickname. She's she's already gone now, so she ain't going to be able to tell us anything about it. And the week after, I've got Alex Lovelock. He does a podcast on a Sunday night. Um, he's... He's one of the guys who's down near Rendlesham, like Suffolk, Essex area. Yeah. But when we eventually do that thing at Rendlesham, I'll see if he can, him and his mod, Elaine, um, can meet up with us because they do watch on the area on the UFO trail. Yeah. So they know all they know all that um, part of Rendlesham. So, oh, nickname's still in. I thought you'd gone. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it. And then, as long as Michelle comes back with the names that I've asked for, I'm, every Friday is booked now until September. So, cool. One last thing to worry about. Fridays. I know, but it's just it's out Fridays then, and then Flying Solo is going to be on a Wednesday, as and when. There's no no full structure to that yet, but this is just every Friday from now until the end of ever. I'll see if you can run as long as Oak Island. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of competition now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Chris, massive thank you for coming on and doing this. It has been fun. It's good laugh and learned a lot of stuff doing it as well. So, thank you. Really thank appreciate you for having it. it. Just for having yeah. me. Thanks again. I mean, thanks for being in the chat. No, anytime. Um, so, we are going to go now. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Thank you, Joel, for the modding, everyone else for the questions. Um, we've already got Chris said he'll come back home. We've got like 20 odd witnesses, so he can't get out of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> so have a, have a great weekend and great week, everyone. And we'll see you, well, I'll see you next Friday. So take care and good night. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, everybody. See y'all later.